Hey, what's up? This is Chris Gray, and you're listening to the ZFM Sport Podcast. It is the cleanest of clean finishes from the best on the planet. It's time for the biggest sports stories. Chelsea, the UEFA Champions League winners of 2021. The biggest interviews. That uh, such a great spectacle is ruined by such such thuggish behaviour. And all the analysis right here. He's the one player that has the arrogance to think that he can play in any stadium in the world and any pitch in the world, in front of any player in the world, and take them on. Every weekday, it's my sport, it's your sport. It's ZFM Sport. Let's join the team for the biggest show in the world of sport on ZFM Stereo. My station, your station. It's a very good evening, Zimbabwe. It uh, feels a bit... Uh, weird not having any football on our screens especially since we've had a feast of football in the World Cup but have no fear tomorrow it all kicks off again and we are in the last eight now on the home front today we're talking Warriors midfielder Marvellous Nakamba he has revealed that two players who excelled during the inaugural edition of the Marvellous Nakamba Foundation under 17 football tournament will attend trials at a yet to be named European clubs uh, we've got the team in studio Mike Madoda Alois Bungira uh, Chris Meadzi is back and here And then of course we've got uh, our producer Sean Tafirenika My name is Barry Manandi In international sports news we go stateside with Where Kyrie Irving is a sneaker free agent uh, And he used the Brooklyn Nets game With the Charlotte Hornets to advertise As he used tape to cover the Nike logo On his black sneakers In Around the World in 60 We have updates from Australia, the Netherlands And the United States And then the second half of the show is the beautiful game Where Luis Enrique has been relieved of his duties as the Spanish national team coach and he has now been replaced by under-21 boss Luis de la Fuente. Raheem Sterling has decided to return to Qatar to rejoin his England teammates ahead of the World Cup quarterfinal against France and will build up to tomorrow's matches where Croatia coach Zlatko Dalic has described the World Cup quarterfinal opponents Brazil as terrifying after the five-time champions thrashed South Korea 4-1 to send a clear message to their rivals. The Home Front. Local sports news and analysis. Well, such a local sports news wrap with some golf news where informed golfer visitor Mapanya ran away with the Chevron Tours Nalitale Classic at the Chapman Golf Club by closing with a 5 under 67 for a 12 stroke victory. The 31 year old former national amateur team player finished on an impressive 54 hole total of 17 under 199 for his second victory on the Chevron Tour this season after clinching the Mapungube Challenge in Zambia four months ago. Head over to some tennis news, budding tennis players are slowly improving at the International Tennis Federation J5 tournament underway in Bulawayo with eight of our players having been qualified for the having qualified for the round of 16 in the second leg of the tournament. After a not-so-convincing start to the tournament, where only three players qualified for the first leg of the round of 16, Zimbabwean tennis players compensated for the lost form. Finish off with some rugby news. Zimbabwe rugby referee Precious Pazani's stock continues to rise as she's set to officiate at the HSBC Cape Town Sevens in South Africa, which gets underway on Friday. Pazani is fresh from officiating at the Dubai Sevens International Series last week. The Warriors, the Chevrons, 
the cheetahs, the mighty warriors, and the sables. From the pool to the track to the field, we are Team Zimbabwe. All right, like Mike uh, promised at the top of the show, we are talking about uh, the efforts of marvellous Nakamba Warriors midfield. Of course, now he's revealed uh, two players who excelled during the inaugural edition of the uh, marvellous Nakamba Foundation MNF Under-17 Football Tournament will attend trials at a yet-to-be-named European clubs. Uh, Mutare-based Majessa Academy were crowned the winners of the inaugural MNF Under-17 Football Tournament after beating Highlanders 2-1 in the final at White City Stadium in Wulawayo in June and uh, Alois is a great initiative and the great thing is that we've seen images uh, emerging on Majessa Academy's uh, Twitter handle and uh, social media uh, that uh, the boys actually travel today uh, to Europe uh, it'll be good to know where they're going and uh, regardless of whether they make the grade or not it's a great experience for those for those boys yeah it's fantastic especially uh, for, for for the country in general for Marvelous Nakamba Foundation as well you know it's uh, as well for the for the next tournament, you know, players can actually now prepare, knowing that there is a reward for you to go. Like you're saying, it doesn't matter whether they qualify or not, but we hope that they do uh, qualify because I'm made, I'm made to understand that they're not going to only one club. Uh, they will be uh, going to different clubs. I'm sure I know. I know. I know. I know. Short-term contract to for trial reasons, maybe. But I, I, this is a great, great initiative for Zimbabwe football. And we lauded the tournament, uh, Chris, when it came around, and we talked okay. about the fact that it was great for junior development. And uh, uh, these are some of the fruits, apart from the fact that it just gave uh, the the under-17 teams a good game time, especially in a in a period where we haven't had the likes of Copa Coca-Cola, no yeah. no big uh, junior tournaments for a very long time. So uh, kudos to the Marvelous Nakamba Foundation. And long may it continue i think these initiatives are incredible especially when it comes to literally i think at the baseline of it giving these youngsters something to look forward to that there is a prize at the end of this especially seeing two players that they probably know also going off to europe and getting something at the end of this tournament so it's a great initiative what i'd like to see is then this initiative being built out um, and a bit more structure to it and continuity as well. I think that's the only thing that I would add to this, but I think in terms of a start, I think it's been a decent start. Also good that uh, the foundation in itself seems to have a, a structure behind it because uh, listen, the, the last thing we want to see is Marvelous Nakamba himself uh, getting uh, personally and, and uh, 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 operationally involved, but it looks like there's a structure that is actually ensuring that the promises that were made are being kept, Mike. Yeah, Absolutely. Uh, I think, uh, just to echo what Chris said, uh, I think uh, you've got to grow the tournament. Uh, you've also got to grow the opportunities uh, as well. I uh, would love to see more kids head out to Europe, uh, go to uh, different clubs, uh, be exposed to a higher level of competition that side. And of course, uh, uh, in that, they're able then to stake a claim, uh, possibly for professional careers. would also love to see, of course, the, uh, this uh, tournament uh, remain. Uh, we want to be talking about this in 10 years, uh, in 20 years, in, in 50 years time uh, and I hope that the uncertainty uh, around marvellous Nakamba's tenure Future. in the Midlands mm. uh, as well as tenure in the English Premier League does not affect this so I'm hoping that the foundation as well as marvellous Nakamba have created relationships that go beyond the borders of England mm. that go beyond the borders of the United Kingdom uh, such that uh, you know what they're able of course to 
offer opportunities in other countries, yeah. whether it's in France, it's in sure. Belgium, uh, it's in Holland, it's in Turkey, but also even those relationships that he has set up in the United Kingdom, for example, <clears throat> that they are able to last a lot longer than he stay in the United Kingdom because yeah. who knows where Marvelous Nakamba's next move could take him. He could go to France, he could go to Spain, he could Fair go enough, to Italy, yeah. but mm. when he's out in Italy or he's out in Germany, you want to make sure that whatever you have set up, if it's actually built around English Premier League clubs, it is a, it is sustainable and is able to be there in the long term. I did also not I don't want to for England. And also back home here, I think uh, the tournament needs to be complemented. You know, it's it's uh, like uh, the epitome. Mm. We need to see these teams not just practicing or training for this particular tournament. They need to be playing football throughout the year in yeah. their own leagues, grueling, so that by the time they get to the Nakamba tournament, they are fit and they are actually at the top of their game so that we can actually get the best out of yeah. this tournament so that we select those two or those three that are selected from there in better condition so that we know that we are producing players, not just for the Nakamba tournament, but for the future. And the great thing, guys, is that apart from the footballing pathway that's been created, by the foundation. There's also uh, the school fees that is being paid for over 1,500 pupils countrywide and it's in the process. They're also in the process of constructing, of course, the Nakamba Sports Complex out in Ulawayo. Uh, so lots of good work conduct, being conducted uh, there. A message has come through here. Uh, you know, uh, rather cynical. Uh, Valentine from Bulawayo. Uh, he says, what is Zifa doing? Uh, ready to take credit for the good work Marvelous is doing. But in truth, uh, I don't think Zifa is in this story this is no, no one has said anything about this <laughs> this is a marvelous nakamba initiative yeah. Yeah. Uh, and therefore you know what uh, let long may it continue you know marvelous will continue to do the good work that he is doing uh if if zifa can support this yeah. uh then great uh, if they can't support it then they must stay out of it mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I, I think i think there is a merit in what he, what the listener uh, just said because in the particular tournament yes zifa did a lot of meddling okay. in the in the tournament i yeah. think he knows uh, or some, something, one or two things about what happened. I think they they, they should let's stay shed, here. They must let's support. Shed light they on should the meddling. Yeah, uh, they should support. What, they should what support. Do they do? Well, how do they meddle? With all the, the organization, with 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 there's a lot. There's a lot that happened. Like what? Okay, name one thing. The organization of the tournament, they basically like almost took over and they, yeah, they meddled and uh, composition of the teams that involved. Did it help or hinder the tournament? Uh, a lot, a lot, a lot of people actually complained about oh, the yes. situation. This is when uh, uh, some yeah. teams were sidelined. Yeah. Mm. Uh, because yeah. uh, perhaps, you know what, uh, they, 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 their proprietors were perhaps not palatable uh, at 53 Livingston. Yes. Oh, uh, yes. And, and that's, that's the sort not, of not, ju- that not, ju- not just that. Yeah. There's a lot that happened at the tournament, yeah. at the vetting and the vetting system and how the teams... Oh, is that uh, there, we had so many that. stories of of yes. boys being pulled out and, yes. and the ones uh, yes. being claimed to be over um, outside of the age eligibility. I'm trying to use the right words. Uh, uh, yeah, all oh, that started happening after Zifa started getting into the, to- oh, into the, into the okay. whole affairs. Oh, right, of yeah. Well, yeah. right now, Marvelous Nakamba, um, just to get back to, to, to the story, Marvelous Nakamba is in Dubai with uh, Aston Villa. But the big question is, will he stay there, Michael? <laughs>
Uh, I'm beginning to be skeptical uh, because uh, when I take a look at uh, Aston Villa, the latter days of uh, Steven Gerrard's uh, tenure, uh, Marvellous uh, was hardly involved. In fact, he was not involved. It wasn't helped, of course, by the fact that he did have that injury at the back end of last season uh, at a time when he was actually playing decently well uh, and uh, was being used quite frequently by, by Steven Gerrard. But uh, at the end of Steven Gerrard's tenure, uh, Marvellous just didn't seem to have a place uh, in the Aston Villa squad, uh, not to mention of course the starting 11 uh, or the match day squad. What then worries me Barry is that a new manager has come into place yeah. and the situation has persisted. Mm. We were very quick to say oh you know what Steven Gerrard are marvellous Nakamba and yet we forget that it was actually Steven Gerrard that yeah. actually upped uh, marvellous Nakamba's playing time mm -hmm. because uh, under Dean Smith he was actually on the very periphery, the periphery of the Aston yeah. Villa squad. Uh, a new manager has come in, Unai Emery and I think marvellous Nakamba Kamba, he's only made one match day squad of yeah. the last how many? Uh, I mean, uh, I think he's been one match day squad of the last eight or yeah. so matches that have yeah, been played. Yeah. yeah, that for me is a concern mm -hmm. because it's not even about being on the bench. If you can't make the match day squad, yeah, it means yeah. that you are not in the thinking. Of, of the coach of the coach yeah. and if you're not in the thinking of the coach you're likely going to be uh, moved on we've seen uh, um, press and 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 media coverage talking about the fact that uh, they 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 were they were positing that Aston Villa has allowed Marvin marvelous Nakamba to look for a new adventure and leave yeah. the club we don't know the veracity of that information <laughs> however even for that to come out is worse and and also almost sounds the death now of marvelous Nakamba's time at Aston Villa. The hope is that he gets some good takers, eh, Chris? Uh, yeah, and you know what? If I was Marvelous Nakamba's agent, I wouldn't be sleeping at the moment. There's 12 months left on his Villa contract. He's about to enter the last 12 months of his uh, Villa contract. And when you're taking a look at also Marvelous Nakamba's age, you want to ensure that wherever he goes next, first of all, he's able to get still decent paying packets, mm. but also that there is still a decent, not tra upward trajectory, but that he's still at a decent enough club, mm. I think, for, for, for his ilk. So his agent needs to be doing a lot of work. Um, word is out on who his agent actually is. But there's a lot of work that needs to be done there. And to be honest, if I was his agent, I would have advised him already that plans should have been made by this stage for him to move because it's not a good look like Mike is saying that you're not even making that squad what does that do for your form as a player well, as well? A, and, your, and your confidence as well knowing that the, the manager is not looking at you at all and hindsight is a perfect science guys uh, you know you then tend to think that when the interest started coming in from the Newcastles and West Ham's and all sorts mm. uh, perhaps that uh, was how the far time true to... was it though because I, I take a look at West Ham I, I think that was just talk mm. uh, I, I don't see if you can't make Aston Villa, no way you go play at West Ham uh, mm -hmm. with Declan Rice, yeah. with Suchek and the yeah. quality they have yeah. uh, in midfield. Uh, Newcastle as well with the direction that they are taking as a football club. Again, uh, I take that with a pinch of salt. Mm -hmm. I don't think Newcastle... We well, was, that was, that was we, under we, Rafa Benitez. Yeah, uh, yeah, um, but, yeah, that, yeah. Was, that was yonks ago. That was yonks ago. Rafa Benitez was in charge of Newcastle th that's three, four seasons the, ago. No, no, no. Yeah. Sure. But, uh, uh, a season and a half ago. Because uh, remember, Benitez, Eddie Howe took over uh, mid middle of uh, last season. Yeah, yeah. but uh, to be honest, uh, yeah, okay, maybe then. Mm -hmm. You know, should he have gone? Yeah. But he hadn't even stayed to claim at Aston Villa then. Yeah, yeah. agreed. Yeah. Exactly. He, yeah. It, it's not like he was uh, it lighting was it up. It was interest where because, clubs uh, were, were Ma thinking to themselves. Because Marvelous Nakamba only started lighting it up, and, and lighting it up in quotes. 
because uh, you know what I think he had two, one or two great games uh, that was last season and, and huge when, Twitter when, votes when, 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 he, when he got a run of games yeah. uh, so I think would he have gone okay would he have survived at, at no, Newcastle. no, definitely. Because not. I think you I say he, so. had he gone to Newcastle, I think he'd be in the same situation right now. Yeah, exactly. With the, the sort of players situation. that they brought in into midfield. Agreed. You know, I don't think. Uh, I mean, look, Bruno Gumarish yeah, yeah. is a Brazil international. Mm. And he plays in exactly his position. Yeah, 100%. I mean, right now he's tra- failing to take the position from a, uh, a, a Brazil international who can't make it into the Brazil team at Aston Villa. So he's got uh, the same struggles. But marvellous Nakamba doing great things. And uh, long may it continue. We want him to find a good contract. So, listen, Agubaka, guys. <laughs> you know, with the, with the, thing, with the, the thing with my villas, I still feel uh, disappointed and uh, I, feel, I still feel uh, not satisfied. You know, when I look at him, he is not playing to his potential. To his level. He, that's not how he plays. But and he has been played in, a, in that position. I don't really, I don't know, Marvellous is too laid back and he's not somebody who is... Uh, he's not assertive. Yeah, he's not assertive. Because he would have just said, I, I play in central midfield, not defensive midfield. Yeah. Because that's and, where he and, is and more sporty. You, you play where the coach says. <laughs> but sometimes you have to you do what you are told in essence when you're a footballer you know it but and if you are assertive there are times then you say coach you want to try out it depends on the coach as well sometimes that mm, breaks yeah, the relationship does. with the coach and he tells you oh, don't do that don't do that uh, marvellous Nakamba bottom line is he's doing some great work here locally there are two footballers that have left today uh, for Europe we'll let you know exactly what clubs they're going to as soon as we know and of course he's building that great sports complex uh, after the break we are talking NBA action. Hi, my name is Luba Amute, Los Angeles Clippers small forward, and you're listening to ZFM Sport. International Sports News Roundup, where the world comes out to play. Whether it's the NBA or NFL, the best of America on ZFM Sport. We're talking about NBA action and it's uh, uh, off the court that we're talking because Kyrie Irving is a sneaker-free agent and he used the Brooklyn Nets game with the Charlotte Hornets to advertise as he used tape to cover the the logo on his black sneakers uh, two days after Nike ended its relationship with him. Irving had been a Nike. Nike. Oh, Nike. My way. And Nicker Asians. <laughs> and Nicker athletes. <laughs> like, where did that now? come from? <laughs> Kyrie, Kyrie Irving had been a Nike athlete throughout his career and the company had been set to release the Kyrie 8. Uh, basketball partner Charles uh, Tabansi uh, believes Kyrie is being blackballed. For Nike to drop him, Especially after he served his punishment, his suspension, especially after he served this, he went through the six step process. Are you telling me that? I mean, so what was it for? What was it for? I don't see how Kyrie Irving's situation has improved since he went through that process. I don't see how it's improved. He lost his deal with Nike. His public image is taking a hit. And now 
the next company that may decide to take a bet or take a gamble on Kyrie Irving may risk being also blackballed or having certain groups come after them. So the question is, has Kyrie Irving essentially been canceled? Z. Uh, it's, it's a pertinent question, and I'm going to ask uh, the studio team to respond to that. Is he being cancelled? Uh, but I am free. Thank you, God. I am was written in gold marker on the sneakers during the Nets 122 to 116 victory over the Charlotte Hornets. Uh, the other side read logo here. So, is he being cancelled? No, absolutely. Uh, even with this story broken, we initially discussed uh, his suspension, uh, which he served, uh, you know, a minimum mm-hmm. five games. Uh, yep. He missed eight, uh, returning, of course, on the 20th of November. Uh, we talked about how powerful the Jewish lobby was. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is not just from a sports perspective, but it's from a general life perspective, especially in the United States of America. Yeah. The Jewish lobby controls politics. Yes. The Jewish lobby controls finance. Mm-hmm. The Jewish lobby controls the media. And if you take a look at this agenda versus Kyrie and this is not to uh, in any way uh, endorse or support uh, any anti-Semitic sentiments but this is to say that you know what the punishment that is being meted out to him is far greater than the crime that he has committed. We have seen people who have said a lot worse and done a lot worse get away with far less Mm. than Kyrie is being. It's almost like they are hell-bent on making an example out of Kyrie Irving yeah. uh, and that is the tragedy of this situation so uh, is he being blackballed for sure he he, he certainly is and uh Listen, it's it's a little bit. It's like a cancel culture, but like they went to private school. Because in Oksungira big, yeah, they, mm. what they do That's is the real cancel. They, they're just they're just turning off the taps mm-hmm. on Kyrie, and in a season after the season before, where he wasn't, he didn't play many of the games, obviously because of the the, the COVID, COVID situation, yeah. and then uh, comes into this season, and now he's getting cancelled. It's a it's a tough old struggle. Yeah, he needs to. I don't know if it's his ancestors that he needs to appease or what. But it's it's not it's not been a good time for Kyrie. I think, in terms of the blackballing, I don't even think it's being cancelled. I think when you talk about being cancelled, it's just you know your social media, the association. This is literally, I think corporate and global brands now stepping off and you know what happens it's a domino effect once nike says they're no longer working with you it's a procession until all the other brands that you work with as well also stop working with you and it's it's incredibly unfortunate because we know that in terms of the money that these athletes make a lot of it is made off of these endorsements and the lifestyles that they've built up based off of these endorsements as well so it's incredibly sad and what's especially sad is that when a brand like nike steps off a lot of these brands are somehow associated so you're going to get for example an adidas and consequently a reebok that is not going to touch you either because of that association unless you have one of the smaller brands or a black brand that is willing to bet on you. I actually wanted to sound out uh, uh, Mike uh, on, on that because uh, you've got to think to yourself probably the, the German brands uh, Adidas, Puma they're unlikely to touch this because yeah, obviously well, for them it'll, it's a hot potato. Because <laughs> <It's a hot potato. laughs> yes, the then it looks like fire. they are an almost endorsement uh, of in truth what they've done it's by extension that he, he tweeted a link to a, uh, a film that contained anti-Semitic 
content. Yeah, and, so, and the anti-Semitic uh, com- content in that particular film is not even heavy. Yeah, uh, it's not heavy. Uh, no, no, no. You have like, to connect uh, the yeah, dots. You have to yeah. connect the dots. But uh, this is just punishment. Uh, and I love this message that's coming from Rich. He says that I think black athletes and people are not united in the United States. It happened with Colin uh, Kavicek and uh, Kyrie and even mm. Kanye. Uh, it's like black people are whipped in line if they make a mistake. People can get away with disrespecting black people, yeah. but just one retweet, you know, yeah. and, and that's the thing. And yeah. Black is, people and women. I, I think <laughs> this is one of those cases where if this guy was white yeah. uh, and he had said something, they would have been talking like, oh, no, he's got to give an apro- apology yes. and then he's got to get some education. Yeah. Because for me, why not use this as a learning mo- moment, moment to yeah. say, OK, you know what, Kyrie, that, that may not be cool. Uh, you need to perhaps just watch yourself as a person who is an influencer in a position mm, of responsibility mm. that, you know what, what may be an innocent retweet yeah. may actually be amplifying something yeah. That's, yeah. Ve- that's hurtful to a yeah, particular yeah. section of the community. Yeah. So, so use that as a learning moment. Get him some education. Yes. Okay? And then move on from there. Yeah. There's, there's but, no opportunity yeah. for that. I think whether you're... a uh, black public figure in any sphere you do not get that sort of um, grace or mercy mm. when it comes to a mistake that is made publicly yeah. and so I, I don't think Kyrie was going to get it at all I don't think we can expect that any black athletes are going to be treated any differently than Kyrie's I, I think they would have done this would, would they have done this if it was Brady Absolutely no, not. No, oh, no. 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 he would have no. got a slap on the wrist. Yes, yeah. and I think he would have got course. the education. Yes. And the story yes. would have likely been killed a lot faster yes. than Kyrie's. And he probably would not have been suspended. So this is one to watch, and we'll see how it all plays out. Let's take you around the world in 60, then it's time for the play of the day. Hi, my name is Zuba Amute, Los Angeles Clipper Small Forward, and you're listening to ZFM Sport. Around the world in 60 seconds. International sports news. We take off in Australia where opener David Warner has ended his bid to have his permanent leadership ban lifted, citing concern that a review process set up by Cricket Australia would involve a public trial of his part in the Newlands ball tampering scandal. Warner was banned from the elite game for a year and from leadership positions for life after he was adjudged to have played the leading role in the sandpaper gate. Head over to the Netherlands where Formula One will continue to race in the European country until at least 2025 after the Dutch Grand Prix in Sanford signed an extended contract. The deal adds races in 2024 and 2025 to the initial three years agreed with Formula One. It's end off in the United States where Tiger Woods says that while his golf swing is in great shape, his injured right foot needs time to heal and that he looked forward to using a cart when he tees it up at the match on Saturday. Woods, the world number one Woods and world number one Rory McIlroy will battle major champions Jordan Spieth and Justin Thomas in the seventh iteration of the match, a made-for-TV 12-hole exhibition event that will be played under the lights and air in the primetime slot in Florida on Saturday. The big leagues, the big teams, the big players. The beautiful game on ZFM Sport. Jogo Bonito, Tiki Taka, Toto Football. It's a football celebration where only the best are invited. Messi, Ronaldo, Neymar, Benzema. The stars come out to play on your Qatar 2022 World Cup update on CFM Sport.
World Cup report and of course heads are beginning to roll as teams that have been knocked out are making key and critical decisions. Yesterday Eden Hazard was calling time on his career uh, as he announced of course that he was no longer to be available for the Red Devils of Belgium and this time it's of course uh, the Reds of Spain, La Furia Roja and they have relieved Luis Enrique of his duties as the Spanish national team coach and he has now been replaced by under 21 boss Luis de la Fuente. Luis Enrique's side went out of the World Cup at the last 16 stage after a defeat to Morocco on penalties. Let's hear from football pundit Stuart Robinson who criticised Luis Enrique's tactical approach. Well, they're passing for the sake of passing without enough penetration. But if you pass the ball from one side of the pitch to the other and you try and play through well-organised defences who are athletic, you're going to have problems. At some point, you have to start getting crosses into the box. I think they had something 76% of the ball against Morocco and they didn't create enough chances. Most of those 13 shots that came in were late on in the game when they were playing with urgency and they started crossing balls into the box, which they should have been doing right from the start of the game. If a side wants to sit back and, and remain compact and, and not let you play through the middle, you have to go wide and get crosses into the box. And Spain at the moment aren't crossing the ball enough. They aren't getting enough shots in from distance. And it's a poor understanding of the game, I think, from the manager. Uh, listen, uh, Stuart Robinson speaking very uh, passionately there, mm. but uh, I disagree, uh, Barry, with uh, I think a lot of the things he said, uh, not least of all the fact that he said that uh, Spain was crossing the ball uh, at the end of uh, the game. They know they were not. Mm-hmm. Uh, and secondly, you know what? Passing for the sake of passing, it's yeah. not quite that. It seems that the passing game uh, when it comes to your English or your British pundits, doesn't quite sit well with them. It, it doesn't and, and uh, I, I don't know what they prefer because I've seen England control position and pass. <laughs> quick attack. Get there quickly. Get there quickly <laughs> and swing so, across. Yeah, and swing across. And 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 that's that's. Uh, yes, modern football has got a lot of crossing within it, but that's within the gambit of many other factors. So to say that Spain was passing the ball for the sake of passing, I think is is wrong. Let's take a look at the team they were playing, guys. This team has conceded one goal all tournaments. Yeah. Okay, yeah. they're a very organised defence. The fact defense. Of it, so they couldn't break that down, and all of a sudden now Spain is a bad team. Let's use the eye test. And for me, <laughs> I think uh, 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 Spain plays football under Luis Enrique that was very easy on the eye that could deliver goals. It just didn't in this game. And for me, it's almost to take away from the fact that Morocco had a defensive yeah. masterclass, yeah. that Morocco yeah. played yeah. well. Yes. Sometimes they make it look like uh, the European team has got a divine right yes. Uh, yes. To, to beat to the African goals. team. That they just need to show up uh, and then they will score goals. And they forget that, you know what, Morocco, a worthy and credible opponent. The one area, I'll always see if I can look back and uh, is probably look at the central striking positions uh, for Spain and say, you know what, this Spain team doesn't have the great strikers that they have had uh, in years gone by. You know, if you go back to your uh, Fernando Morientes, uh, Raul Gonzalez, uh, you go to David Villa, uh, Fernando Torres, they've always had somebody in the middle who's able to stick the ball into the back of the net. If you take a look at this team, I mean, to think that Morata was probably their own 
they're only genuine number nine. Yeah, I think that's the problem that uh, that they've got. I think the the analysts could have actually have uh, stuck to that and pointed at the situation where Spain rotated the ball very well, but they couldn't find the final pass to the striker, or the striker didn't make good enough runs or created enough space for themselves because that's where Spain is lacking. Like you said, if you look at the likes of Raul, you look at the likes of. Uh, uh, David Villa, uh, Fernando, uh, Fernando Torres. Torres. Those are highly, they were highly mobile uh, center strikers. They are not your target man. Mm-hmm. They were highly mobile and very quick. And these ones that we have got, Morata is as good as maybe a target man, and he goes into the box years here and there. But he was not that kind of player who was. You need to create in a lot of place. chances yeah, for, exactly. for for Morata. He doesn't. Whereas that the strikers that you have just talked about could create things, could make yeah, things exactly. happen. They could turn exactly. half chances into goals. Exactly. So credit to Morata. For, for me as well, like you say, that their the stellar defense, their defense was very watertight. That's why Spain were now forced to play a lot of passes. They were trying to look for that penetrative the pass forward, face. and it was closed. <laughs> it was closed. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you someone who, who agrees uh, with the pundit is our friend out in Poland. He says, the ineffective possession is pointless. Okay, anyway. <laughs> our Chris, divine right the same way the team has no divine right to have no if there was no space to, uh, to ping that ball forward into into space to, to break the lines if there's no forward pass to break the line why do it why do it well let's talk about his successor uh, Chris and uh, what do we know about him because uh, he's not a name that a lot of uh, fans will be familiar with yeah so um, Luis de la Fuente he previously managed Spain across several age group so he's also a former He's actually 61. He's former yeah. left back. Um, he won the European Championship uh, with the under-19s in 2015 before being appointed under-21 coach. And that was back in July 2018. A year later, he's won another European title with that age group and went on to be, coach the side that delivered the Olympic silver at the 2020 Olympic Games. So he... Um, Counts Athletic Bilbao's B-side and Alavesh among his previous managerial role that's at club level as well and he oversaw the senior team for a Euro 2020 warm-up game against Lithuania in 2021 when several members of that squad actually went into COVID-19 isolation. Yeah, so uh, at least he, he, he has been in and around that Spanish system. Mm-hmm. Uh, a, a message has come here and uh, I think this is one that we need to touch on very briefly. And I think Luis Enrique also had an agenda against Real Madrid or Real Madrid-linked players. Also sometimes you need experienced campaigners like Thiago and Ramos to assist. Now, I will agree with the second part, uh, which is Ramos and Thiago. Thiago, The whole Real Madrid thing, I'm going to ask the simple question this. Which Real Madrid player would have was left was out left out and would have was supposed to be at, was at supposed world to be in the world cup why because people forget that real madrid right now is now in essence uh it's um uh, a foreign legion it's a metropolis yes, yes. <laughs> let's, let's, let's actually go through the starting yes. 11 very shall yeah, we go for it Thibaut Courtois yeah belgium he's belgium mm. right yeah uh militao militao brazilian brazilian alaba alaba is austrian so, austrian, austrian. Uh-huh. right tony Kroos. Tony Cruz is German. Uh, Mendy? Mendy is French. All right, uh, let's go to uh, Chumini. Chumini, French. Let's go to uh, Kamavinga. French. French. (laughs) Let's go to Modric. He's Croatian. Vinicius Junior. Brazilian. Benzema. French. French. Rodrigo. Brazilian. Brazil. Right. We, we, so, 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 so
He's in the team. If I was starting yet again. That's what I'm saying. So, so he's a sub Real Madrid, but he's in the team. So, in the so, team. so the other players that have to be considered are players that don't have regular game time. Yes. Now, he's actually said, Anzi, uh, Vasquez and Nacho. Nacho never, never to be considered among Spain's best yeah, defenders. No, ah no, Nacho never. are cheaper. Uh, Vasquez, yes, he talks about Vasquez. I but think he's not getting enough. Game I think, game I think it was a question of enough. game time, mm. but I think Vasquez is one of my consider. Mm. Then of course Sergio Ramos. But let's not forget players like Sergio Ramos. He's, what happens is PSG. when you uh, retire. Mm. And you know you are someone who was in a position of leadership to then come back at the at the very cusp of the Zuno World Cup. Zunoneza, yeah, you know yeah. you, you can't. You in. can destabilize the camp. Let's, yeah. let's, let's let's leave that out. I don't think Thiago is problem. another one. I thought, yeah, you know what? But at the end of the day, I think if you take a look even at that midfield, it was still good enough yeah, even without enough. Thiago. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Uh, but but I think Real Madrid fans, Real Madrid right now is a foreign team. It's I, a I think foreign league. You, 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 you can count just maybe one Spanish player mm. in a starting. Lineup Carvajal, at, yeah. at any given time, and that's Danny Cavajal. Yeah. And Danny Cavajal was there, yeah. And Danny Cavajal was actually playing, yes. yeah, in the first yeah. couple of yeah. matches. Yeah. So, exactly, you know what? I think so there's no Madrid agenda, no, me, there's nothing. Uh, just and I know no, you haven't no. asked it, but let me just answer the question that hasn't been asked. I believe that they they rushed it, they shouldn't have fired yeah. Luis. Enrique. Someone has said Danny Cavajal, and uh, ooh, ooh, Danny yeah. Cavajal played at the World Cup, he was in the first two games. Very World Cup. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, we were talking about it that uh, I said, you know, when you look at the uh, Spanish team. I can actually, I'm, I'm like looking at 2026. Yes. I thought yes. they were the squad that can actually go and that compete can challenge in, the in, in, in 2026. They why why the not second. keep the consistency with the coach? Yeah. They, I, rushed. I, they, they rushed it. Yeah, so uh, anyway, uh, those are just some of the things. But uh, we do love, of course, uh, a conspiracy theory. But I think the difference is that <laughs> they, they've got a lot of foreign uh, yeah. players in their team. Yeah. It's doing well Real Madrid, Madrid yeah. right now. But the problem is all those players come international time, they pack their bags, and they go to the respective but bases. It's, it's it's the classic model of Uncle Flo, Florentino Perez. Yes. Every time he's he, uh, he, he believes in the galactical, galactical system, so he gets the best and the brightest from all over the world, naturalizes them, does what he mm. needs to do make sure that they can play for Real Madrid. Oh, the, this guy here I think the Wacky Wednesday bug has certainly bit uh, he says Spain lacked a central forward with thrust and verve like Imbolo to break <laughs> down Morocco's tight defense <laughs> <laughs> I didn't I didn't hear I think I'm, we're I not touching hear. that one we're not touching hear. that one but I must say listen guys without 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 any that one's a slippery without one. any any, any, any weird sort of no uh Briel Imbolo certainly has a lot of thrust. I, I and, and I'm saying that and he's very slippery. He's up. Uh, no I, man, I'm saying it genuinely. Iago Aspas <laughs> wouldn't have been a bad call. I agree. I think Iago Aspas should have been in and around the squad. We, we yeah. discussed uh, it. Earlier, he, yeah. he has a goal in him. The Celtic yeah. Vigo forward. Uh, yeah. He's he's another one. A big mess, I think, for me, uh, especially for me in well, attack. Yeah. Uh, PJ the Blackfish in Helensville says even the new coach is going to select the same squad. He is. Yes. <laughs> it was me. <laughs> right. Let's talk German. Here, Chris uh, Hansi Flick, uh, it is said, will remain as Germany coach despite the four time World Cup winners exiting this year's tournament in the group stages. He will remain in charge of the country until at least Euro 2024 in Germany at the end of his existing contract. They're going to stick with him. Mm -hmm. uh, it looks like they're probably working according to a timetable and yeah. according to a plan, which is yeah. typically German. And it makes sense. He only took charge of the national team last year, and that was after he led uh, Bayern Munich to that Champions League and two Bundesliga titles in his 
many years. So for me, there is a process that they're going with. And when you take a look at where this German team was, I'm going to point to even just two years ago, I think it makes sense that his appointment would still be given a bit more time um, regardless of this result at the World Cup. Uh, let's talk about England where Raheem Sterling has decided to return to Qatar to rejoin his England teammates ahead of the World Cup quarterfinal against France. The Chelsea forward returned to England ahead of his side's last 16 tie against uh, Senegal after intruders broke into his home last Saturday. And of course, uh, a disturbing event, Alois, uh, Raheem yes. Sterling, what he's gone through personally. Uh, but I think it's important for England especially and their chances uh, versus France that they have all their options available. And Sterling has never put a foot wrong for England. Yeah, I think it's good for him to, to actually come back. I think even for morale as well, I think it's, uh, it's, it's, it's quite good to actually come back. You know, sometimes when you, you're one of the team members, leaves camp and if they don't come back, there will be other teammates who are close to him in the team that will still be worried about what is going on there, what happened to him. But if he comes back and the, 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 there's cheerfulness in the, in the squad and like I say, he's an important member of the squad as well. He, he, he is needed in the team for options yeah. because sometimes they need to unlock defenses. He is one of the players that can also do that. So I think for moral and for, for also team spirit, I think he, he is needed he's in the team. In the it's, it's a good thing that he, he has come back and even for the fans as well. We, we want yeah. to see him in the English jersey. Uh, Barry, I want you to put on your navy blue suit and uh, possibly your waistcoat and tie and uh, you be Gareth Southgate for a moment. <laughs> uh, Sterling, a little jumper now. Sterling <laughs> is available. Do you stick with that front three uh, that stepped out onto the turf uh, in the round of last 16 versus Senegal? Do you stick with Harry Kane, with Bukayo Saka and with Phil Foden? Or are you tempted to say, you know what, Sterling, he's always been big in the big games. Do you bring him back on? I think I stick because uh, I saw a lot of dynamism in their front three. Um, I, I, the, the positional rotation that uh, Gal Southgate is playing came out more uh, with that front three. So I think that uh, I'll stick. Uh, and also, you don't know what, what mental state he's in. So I think rather err on the side of caution. France is a formidable opponent. Okay, and of course, uh, don't forget, on tomorrow's show, we'll be doing a full build-up uh, to the weekend's fixtures. And of course, uh, uh, that includes that big game uh, that will be played uh, the quarterfinal between France and England. A very interesting game and of course uh, Portugal as well will be playing versus Morocco but the action will already have been underway tomorrow when we get live on air with the first of the games which will see Brazil take on Croatia and then the second game tomorrow evening which we'll build up to is the clash between Argentina and the Netherlands. Hopefully that one will be a classic. Let's just wrap things up here Chris with another story about contracts and uh, <laughs> Nike and uh, this time it's Vinicius Jr. Yeah. and he's set to end his contract with Nike after he was excluded from the company's World Cup promotional video for the national team. Is that grounds for divorce? <laughs> <laughs> I... I wouldn't think so, but Nike seems to be moving a little bit differently than they usually do. Um, so it looks like this this is probably grounds for divorce. This is this is what do you call this thing? He feels snubbed, yeah. but to be honest, 
this this is something this is the work of a creative agency they've yes. come in there yeah. and they've decided yeah. you know what that, that they, 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 they want to do abc with abc individuals yeah. and you're not part of the plan um, yeah but also take a look at his he's 22 years old he's in his feelings he's making a bad decision i would think um well i think i think he's his his team his management team this is probably a, a stroke of genius because yeah. uh if if you look at it uh puma is picking up all the ways and strays that are coming yes. from Nike. <laughs> Especially, yeah. I, think, I, think, I think there's something happening behind the scene. So I think that uh, Puma probably nudged and, yes. and, and said, listen, this is potentially what we could offer and, and tapped and, him up. And, and, he and, 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 and he was it, it, it all fell into place when he was left out of the ad and then he knew, right, this is my route up. Yeah, but the, uh, how is it a route? If I was Nike, I'll say, you know what, you're staying on that contract, you'll see it out. You'll see it out. You'll stay. Sit down. smelly <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> anyway, guys, we'll catch you on tomorrow's show. It's a big uh, preview show, so don't miss it. May God richly bless you. That's my story. And I'm sticking to it. Manande, out. And it's Messi. It is the cleanest that clean finishes from the best on the planet. The biggest sports stories. Chelsea, UEFA Champions League winners of 2021 the biggest interviews that uh, such a great spectacle is ruined by such such staggish behavior and all the analysis right here he's the one player that has the arrogance to think that he can play in any stadium in the world and any pitch in the world in front of any player in the world and take them on every weekday it's my sport it's your sport it's zfm sport on ZFM Stereo, my station, your station. Hi, this is Mike Mandel, and you can catch me and the team for all the latest breaking news out of the world of sport, local as well as international, on your favorite station, my station, your station, ZFM. We are Z Team on ZFM Sport. Z.